following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me savior! From the DraftKings Sportsbook here on the Virginia side of the Potomac, it's the Bob Matthews Podcast, sponsored as always by our good friends at DraftKings. And in just a few minutes, I'm going to tell you how you can get yourself $150 of free play with DraftKings because, well, they're just great guys. It's a Friday! Can I get an Ave? Thank you, Murray. Busy weekend. Burgundy of Gold, Burgundy and Gold will be in Buffalo to take on the Bills Sunday. That line has been coming down all week. A lot of shark money going on Washington this weekend. It'll be interesting to see, you know, earlier in the week we all thought, okay, this one has the potential to get ugly, and it still might, but that's not the way the smart money is seeing it. Uh, very, very interesting to see the line move down into single digits this week. If Washington's defense can snap out of this early season funk, you might actually see a close game. You got the Ryder Cup that's going on this weekend. Team USA off to a good start as we record this. And, of course, the Washington Capitals play their first preseason game Sunday against Boston. Washington Post beat writer Samantha Pell is going to be with us in just a couple of minutes to talk a little hockey. Caps making some news off the ice today. Washington going to be the first team to announce a jersey sponsor, something that the league is letting teams do this year. It's going to provide a new revenue stream for them. And, you know, that on the heels of the pandemic last year, they have, uh, well, they've, you know, They've got some money, and they've got some money that they've got to make up. Um, it's going to be a three by three and a half uh, inch patch. It'll be on the front of the jersey. Uh, it'll say Sp- Caesar Sportsbook on it. If you live here in Virginia, clearly you've been deluged by uh, sportsbook commercials since it became legal last year. Financial terms of the multi-year deal, according to Scott Allen of the Washington Post, our good friend. Not disclosed league and team executives, however, suggesting that jersey sponsorships could be at least as valuable as naming rights deals, though. Capital Run One Arena, that's $10 million bucks a year. So make of it what you will. So the, the Caps, the first ones to ink that deal. And, of course, Ted Leonsis is big into, you know, in-game betting inside Capital One Arena. You've got the kiosks and stuff there. So it, uh, it, it's kind of natural, I think, that the Caps become the first team to make one of these deals. Uh, something that's uh, probably not such a positive development, and we'll talk with Sam about this in a few minutes, but Nicholas Backstrom, not in the lineup, not at training camp 
as um, as training camp starts. Teams got him listed as week to week. Apparently, it's the hip injury still that's been bothering him. You might remember he injured his hip early uh, or late last season. Um, he's had an arthroscopic procedure on it before. And apparently all of that is caught up to him. No timeline for Backstrom's return. So that sets up a really, really interesting scenario. Because if Backstrom's not ready to go by the first regular season game of the season, you know, what does that mean? What does that do to the lineup? And does it mean that we finally see highly touted prospect Connor McDavid in uh, some sort of an extended stay in Washington before going down to Hershey. I still think that he plays the majority of the year in Hershey. He still needs one more year in the minors. But, hey, if you're going to be without Backstrom, I mean, you know, it's it's possible. And it sets up a fascinating kind of scenario because then what do you do? Uh, If you've got to move Evgeny Kuznetsov up to the first line talent-wise – a no-brainer but what happened yeah which koozie do you get do you get good koozie or bad koozie be interesting to see um all that is to be determined obviously at a later date uh but we will uh, talk with sam in just a couple of minutes about that and other stuff other topics as we get ready for preseason All right, so I tell you what we're going to do. Right now, we take a quick break, and when we come back, it is Samantha Pell talking pucks here on the Bob Matthews Podcast, brought to you exclusively by the Hockey Podcast Network. Of course, in addition to all that, we have got week three, as we mentioned, of the NFL and college football, for that matter, getting ready to go. Technically, it it kicked off last night, and Friday night you've got UVA taken on Wake Forest. And our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, have got another action-packed week ready to go. DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when you place a $1 bet on any football game. So listen up. You don't want to miss this. Head on over to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Place a $1 bet on any Week 3 game Receive $150 in free bets instantly. Now, if the if a sportsbook, the DraftKings Sportsbook is not available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a million dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Just go and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. Again, promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Capitals insider Samantha Pell of the Washington Post joins us as we are knee-deep in training camp now. And, of course, NHL training camp means you hit the ice for an exhibition game 
coming up this weekend. Sam, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. And I hope you had a great off season. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Definitely had a good off season. Just tried to relax and get ready for this kind of crazy full slate of games that we have coming up. I know, right? Well, you know what? At least you're not going to be quarantined in a hotel room. Knock on wood for <laughs> two weeks in a bubble this time. Absolutely. Definitely knock on wood with that. <laughs> Let's get right into it. Um, this year promises to be exciting and interesting, if nothing else. Um, this team, I really don't know what to make of it. There is, it, it looks like some young kids in the pipeline, but once again this year, this is all about Brian, McKell Brian McClellan trying to prop the championship window open a little while longer. Um, where do we stand with this team, do you think, right now? Yeah, I think, you know, this team, the general kind of broad assumption or um, storyline, which is completely correct, is that this is a pretty veteran, um, old aging team. It's basically the same team as last year and the last few years, really ever since the cup, they still have Ovechkin and Backstrom and Carlson and Oshie and, uh, you know, Kuznetsov is obviously still in the mix here as well. So I think for the Capitals, they're just the same team they were with a couple of tweaks and whether this will basically stand up to the rest of the Metro, I think is going to be a super interesting thing to watch, especially with teams like Carolina or the Islanders, um, even Philadelphia got, got better in the off season. So I think there's still a lot of question marks just in terms of how they'll produce overall, but not a lot of question marks as the team makeup as a whole. You've been out at camp here the last few days. Um, anything specific uh, caught your eye? I know we're, there are a lot of questions about Nicholas Backstrom. Is he healthy? Is he not healthy? How bad was that hip hurt? Um, you know, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, so Nicholas Backstrom, he's week to week. He's rehabbing that hip injury uh, that he basically struggled with last season. It was something that was basically um, just kind of bugging him, nagging injury. People kind of remember in 2015, he had uh, hip surgery and he basically missed the first three games of the 2015-16 season. So Brian McClellan said it was something, basically the wear and tear off of that surgery. And, you know, for Nick, they're taking it week by week. They can't say exactly, you know, is he ever going to skate in training camp? Is he going to get a preseason game in? Is he going to be ready for the season opener? They just aren't sure yet. And they're not kind of ready to make that assumption. But Brian McClellan said that it sounds like it's going to be terms in a week's basis, not a day's basis with him. So hopefully we'll be able to talk to Nick uh, next week. I believe he's rehabbing offsite um, now through the weekend. And he'll probably be back in the facility sometime next week. Has there been anything that has surprised you either good or bad since the guys have gotten together and started skating here with Peter Laviolette? Yeah, I think overall, I mean, this group is just pretty happy to be back on the ice together um, with really less COVID restrictions than last year. And, you know, kind of the main things again has always been age and injuries and can they kind of keep up and what does the schedule look like and how do you kind of balance practice and games with an older veteran group? So I'd say, you know, overall, I think everyone's just happy to be back and they're just trying to implement kind of the same system just in year two. And again, they can actually all be in one room together. They don't need to wear masks anymore. Um, so it's just a very different feel than last year. It's really going to be interesting this year because I, I thought that the trade deadline acquisition last year of Anthony Mantha, that was a big move that I that 
I felt that Brian McClellan made for, for Peter Laviolette, and believe me, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong on that, but it, it really seemed like, I mean, you know, trading Jacob Vrana, a guy who was a key contributor on the cup team, but it's just, just wasn't, didn't really feel like he was Laviolette style of player for a guy bigger, um, you know, maybe just a little bit slower, but I mean, it seemed like that was a big move and it, as if to say, okay, you know, Peter, Peter wants to go, you know, this way with the style of play, as opposed to the way, you know, keeping it the same, you know, even though that was the way that, that won the company team. Am I off base there or, or am I right? Yeah, no, I, I think Anthony Mantha, when you look at him in particular, first going to talk about him for a second, I think him as a player, he's a goal scorer. He, maybe didn't do so continuously in Detroit. You know, he had two really, really good seasons. I believe it was 18, 19, 19, 20. And then he kind of trailed off a little bit, but he's projected to be a 30 goal scorer. He is kind of bigger in frame. Now, when you look at him versus a Verona as a one for one trade trade, um, there are a bunch of differences there. You know, Verona's, you know, kind of faster, speedier, a little flashier. Um, Mantha is big bodied, but I don't think he's actually known for that physicality. Mm-hmm. Really. I, I think in Detroit, they actually told him not to fight, um, and not <laughs> to use that <laughs> uh, specifically because I think he hurt his hand in one of the first fights he ever had in the league or something like that. So he's honestly more of a pure goal scorer, which seems weird when you say that about a big guy like that. Um, but I think he skates a lot better than people might not realize or when they just see, you know, his stats and stuff like that. So I, I think he actually fits in really well with what the Capitals want to do. And, you know, they did lose two big physical guys in Chara and Dylan on the back end. So when you think about it and the people that they lost and brought in, it kind of feels like the identity is a little bit the same, just maybe minus that really young, flashy guy in Verona, if that makes sense. It does make sense. Makes a lot more sense than the way I actually asked the question, but you're a professional. So that's why I figured you'd be able to answer it that way. Um, all right, let me go down a rabbit hole since you mentioned the word fighting. And I, and I asked Tarek Albashir the, yeah, the same question earlier this week. Is Tom Wilson, in fact, living rent-free in the Rangers' heads? I mean, it's funny because Tom Wilson was basically asked this question today um, at media <laughs> day, just just talking about the Rangers organization and how, you know, really after that one night with Panarin, the organization completely just flipped. Um, you know, they got rid of a lot of people. They added new players in the offseason specifically to, you know, put on more toughness, put on more physicalness. And it seemed like it all stemmed from that night with Tom Wilson at the Garden. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I think the Rangers, you know, Tom said, you know, don't give me the credit for changing the Rangers or whatever <laughs> word you want to call it. Um, but I do think, you know, it was probably time there in New York. Everything just kind of came to a head and the Tom Wilson situation just put it all over. Um, but I do think it's interesting that the East has seemed to get tougher when you look across the board. Um, I think Tom made a really good point today saying the league goes in cycles. It seems like People are really interested in getting kind of heavy physical players, you know, once every five years. And then it turns into some speedy goal scores the next five. And now we're back into the cycle of, you know, a lot of teams in the East bulking up. The Islanders got Chara. Obviously, Ryan Reeves is with the Rangers. And um, the Rangers also got Tenority from Boston. So it seems like maybe that brand of hockey is coming back overall in the Metro. And 
Um, I think it's just going to be super interesting to see all these guys kind of go head to head. I think we're really going to be, I think we'll really know that he's in their heads. If um, you know, opening night, uh, the Rangers also bring out, you know, Tim McCracken and Andre Poudelussier. So if that happens, then we, then we know it's definitely on, right? Listen, yes. If that happens, it, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Back, back to actual, you know, real and important and useful stuff. Um, uh, the, the kids that are, you know, that are, are coming up, of course, you know, Connor McMichael, Hendrick LaPierre, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, have you seen anything out of any of the younger players that are supposed to be in Hershey this year, but have they done anything yet that is going to make the coaches and the management take a little bit of a look, a second look and say, okay, we didn't think they were ready beforehand, but maybe they kind of are. Yeah, I, I think just by circumstance, when we look at Nicholas Backstrom and how we're not sure if he's going to start the season or how long he could possibly be out, I think that clearly kind of opens the door for McMichael. Um, whether he automatically, presumably gets that role, I don't think we're 100% there yet. Right. Uh, I think he needs to prove himself again in training camp. You know, he made his NHL debut last season, but he only got in one game and he played wing. Um, he wasn't a true center in that game. They just kind of needed him as a call-up um, and another body as a bunch of COVID stuff and injuries kind of took hold there. So I think McMichael probably makes the most sense as one of the first guys getting a shot. And he's definitely, you know, proved it in rookie camp. You could kind of tell he was the best player on the ice. Um, so I would say he's pretty interesting. I, I don't think a guy like LaPierre um, is there yet, but obviously kind of shows that talent that the organization wants. Um, in years to come, but definitely McMichael. I think Faravari. I think we've talked about him before. I think he's oh, yeah. definitely square in the mix there, and he's probably going to be fighting um, for a spot. I would assume on the third pair, but that defense as a whole also is kind of all over. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure on that. Yeah, Faravari is, is is definitely a guy that you look at and you say, yeah, he could definitely make uh, the opening, you know, the opening day roster, and you know, not just not just off a of skill, but if you've got a guy like that on the, on the active roster, that creates a little bit of salary cap space that of course this team may desperately need sometime during the season. Absolutely. And it's a little bit difficult too, because the capitals do, you know, they are so tight to the cap that this might come down to, do they want a 13th forward or do they want a 70 and how are they going to make that decision? Is it a constant switching back and forth? Is it, that, you know, one guy is going to just emerge himself. Is Faravari going to kind of force himself onto this roster because of how good he is and they want to use him every night? Um, so it's going to be a really interesting, I think, for Brian McClellan and the um, Don Fishman up there in hockey ops to figure out exactly who works and who can fit under the cap and how much space they can bank in season. So I think you might see a lot of roster moves, um, at least just to start the season for Washington. I was going to ask you about Kuznetsov and Samsonov and if they can quit being knuckleheads, but I'm so tired of asking that question. I'm going to save it for the next one. So let me just, okay. close, let me just close with this Sunday. What should we look for if we watch the game on Sunday? Yeah, I think on Sunday, honestly, this is probably going to be a handful of prospects. I would expect, you know, McMichael is my thought process of, you know, one guy, definitely people need to watch and see and see if he can be a true you know, full-time NHL center. I think that's obviously the hope of the Capitals organization and why they drafted him in the first round in 2019. But definitely watching him, I would definitely say Faravari as well. And 
you know, there's some other really big prospects like um, Elisi Protas is one of them. Um, he's kind of a really big bodied guy, but I would definitely say those guys and really, you know, this is preseason. So I'd also keep that in mind. I think the preseason finale um, when it comes to it is probably the game where all the starters go in. It's kind of their last prep before the opener against the Rangers. So I would say maybe watch with that in mind on Sunday. <laughs> I do not want to keep you any longer than I already have. As always, I appreciate it, Samantha. Samantha Pell of the Washington Post. Thank you as always. Your knowledge is absolutely incredible. And without it, we probably couldn't do the show. So thank you, Sam. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Making the clock on the wall, say we got to get on out of here. Caps Bruins coming up Sunday afternoon at Capital One Arena. We will talk about it afterwards. Have a great sporting weekend. We will see you Monday morning. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, do wear white.